Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kicking out North Luna's way. Here comes Dayden. Scramble. Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, another week is down. Round 20 of NRL Supercoach is in the books, and we are live on the Sunday Sash for Insight Fantasy Sports to talk to you about the week just gone. The show is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze, helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. And on the Supercoach Brain, joined by my good friend, the super coach Matrix, who had a much better week than me. So uh, I might hand over to him, mate. How'd you go? Mate, it could have been better. Like I was just like, I was absolutely cheering. It looked like I was going to have a massive week. And then um, and then AJ Brimson got ruled out last minute. Um, so I can't have two AEs because I'd already used the loop. So yeah, lost out on at, uh, whatever AJ Brimson would have scored. Finished on 12.43, which is enough to win five of six of my leagues. So pretty confident that that'll be up there in the upper echelon, um, even though I'm seeing some really good scores in the chat. But yeah, I just really think that that was that was enough this week in a in a rough week. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good score. It sounds like with all the chaos that hit us, kind of today in general, I guess. Like today was just such a ordinary day of Supercoach. If you didn't have any Warriors players, aside from you know, the New Zealand Warriors really tearing it up, uh, there really wasn't much to talk about. Uh, from all of the other popular options, and, and you faded a couple, so we'll, we'll get to them. Um, but on today's show, as we always do, we'll talk all the winners and losers. We'll talk uh, from round 20. We'll answer your questions as well if you've got any questions or thoughts. Or if you want to, just brag about your score. We've got Paul, Selman, Raymond, Mark. Thanks for hopping on, guys. Uh, and plenty more starting to drop in now as well. Let us know how you went this week. I got uh, 1172, which was, I mean... When you look at your projected score at the start of the week and you see the a 14 at the start of it, you kind of go, oh, this could be a good week this week. And then obviously, you know, Supercoach HQ don't know what they're doing with projections. I don't know where they get them from. But uh, yeah, it's 11.72 with a few fails and a few shit scores in there. So a little bit of a down week and, and it'll definitely be red arrows for me this week, I think. I'm not, I don't really think it'll be too bad. Honestly, yeah, there's I'm... a lot of those higher tier teams that didn't have full squads to come out. Um, so many people own Mulatalo. Maybe we can look at the exact stats in the top 5% of people that own Mulatalo. Um, but yeah, I don't think that it's going to be that bad. Like yeah. there is some scores in the comments, but you come on and you post your score. Like there's 25 people watching. There's five or six people posting their scores. They're the guys that have had a great round. So, Oh, for sure. We say it every week, you know, like no one's going to come on and, talk about the shit score that they got 
we do that because we're gluttons for punishment, but uh, no one else will. But, but that's okay. You know, like at the end of the day, I've had maybe six good weeks in a row. I don't think I've seen red arrows in like six, five, six weeks. Um, it's just been gradual kind of up into, I think, 2300 now. So I might look, if I don't drop outside the top 4,000, I'll be very happy this week. I don't um, think you will. So we'll see. We'll see how we go, but that's all right. We'll, and uh, as we always do at the end of the show, we'll talk trades. Uh, very, very early thoughts on trades. There's some fucking usually pretty wacky trades that we come up with at this time after maybe emotion spills into our trades on a Sunday evening, especially yep. today. <clears throat> Ronald Mulatalo. Uh, he, <laughs> I, I could not wait to bloody rage trade that guy out of my team as soon as uh, it wouldn't let me trade him. That's how quick I wanted to get him out of my team. I won't do it. But I feel like he it. did this to me last year, and that is the exact reason I don't own him today. I yeah. just, I am, he scarred me. Um, I, yeah, he got me. I was looking at the draw for the Sharks. I'm like, it actually looks good. Um, there's a few bottom eight teams in there, mind you, which is exactly what I was looking at today. They weren't versing a bottom eight team, and the trend continued where they failed and failed miserably against a competing team. So the Sharks have a lot to work out. We'll talk about them very soon. We won't get into it now, but they've got a lot to work out if they want to compete this year um guys thanks for jumping on starting to get some uh some people into the into the chat now and, and watching the stream so we appreciate your support if you haven't yet please hit subscribe and hit the like button if you like the content and of course if you're listening to us on delay on audio whether it's spotify apple google podcasts uh or wherever you get your podcast hit the follow button for us and leave us a review uh quick reminder mate of your trades last week and how did those moves go yeah so last week or the week just gone, I, I guess got, I should say. Yeah, this week, I don't know. I got rid of Asako and got Kalen Ponga. So you can give me some mad thumbs up but for that. That is about 100 points difference. And Preston to Miles Martin. Probably might not have been the right week to get rid of Preston, uh, but he did have a relatively high break even. Went and scored 80. And uh, Miles Martin did exactly what I needed him to. Really, really good stalwart from the club i heard he played jersey flag this week for the uh matrix reloaded <laughs> he made he played uh under 19's new south wales origin on uh <laughs> thursday thursday night i think it was he he was he was good i don't know whether you caught the game but he uh it reminds me a bit of his aeo uh is probably the yeah, best right. comparison big body pretty versatile good ball player so might, we're going to see plenty of him in first grade i think in the near future um, quick shout out to the standard squeeze, of course, as well. The spot major sponsor of the podcast. Uh, I've got my four in one. I remember I, I forgot it last week, which was criminal of me, but I've got it here. It's keeping my Coca-Cola nice and, uh, nice and cold because I'm not on the beers. I'm on bloody antibiotics this week. Thanks to my son bringing home some lovely germs from daycare. So thanks to, Wish thanks to him. Say the same. Yeah, no, mate, I'd rather be, I'd rather be you. I love a, love a beer on the pod on a Sunday night, but no, no can do this week. Um, my moves were Cody Walker to Cameron Munster. So, I mean, oh. I don't, I don't know whether I love it or not yet. It was mid. Well, that it was, was a mid trade this week. Yeah, it was. I mean, look, from a guy that didn't play, I got an extra 60 odd points, but I would have made that, you know, the other move I probably would have made, it would have been Cook to Grant, which would have been a better move <coughs> considering yeah. Grant outscored Munster this week. But look, I, I don't want to trade at hooker. I've said it all year. I don't want to burn trades with seven trades left in, yep. in such a position with no upside. Um, so, And that's the week that Harry Grant goes and finds all the upside possible in the hooker position. So good luck to him. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, other, he did just drop a ton on you. So. And my other trade, funnily enough, with Isaiah Papali'i to David Fafita, which ended up with about, I think it was negative 20-odd 
uh, trade there. So yeah, a bit of uh, a couple of ordinary moves from me this week, but it was bound to happen, I think. So I'll, yeah, uh, I'll ride that like, one. It's hard, like you're gonna analyze it over the next seven weeks because you've got two guys that are genuine keepers. Like IPAP isn't gonna outscore David Fafita probably ever again through the rest of the year. Um, and you know what, Munster to Walker. We'll just wait and see. We can. We'll be able to find out if it's a good trade in seven weeks. So. And Munster will still play one more game over Cody Walker. So you know the. Well, it, I'm. I made that trade on pedigree. That's it. It's as simple as that. I didn't make it on numbers. I didn't look at Munster's form or anything like that. If anything, I would have avoided Munster on form. Uh, yep. I'm just backing him to come good at the back end of the year because he's going to need to for the Melbourne Storm. So, yep. Um, but that's all right. We'll we'll push on. And uh, mate, while we're here, we may as well draw the randomizer of the threads giveaway. So for anybody who has been listening the last week, week and a half, <coughs> or over on Threads, go and give us a follow over there and keep up to date over there. We'll post some exclusive content on Threads as well um, that we won't be posting anywhere else. So go and give us a follow. Anybody who followed us in the last, I think it was week, week and a half, we went into the draw to win a standard squeeze pack. And uh, it'll be either a four-in-one or a combo pack. So they get to choose. The winner gets to choose. So we'll quickly share screen and draw the randomizer. I've put everybody in there that's followed us. I just need to try and work this bad boy out and uh, share my screen. So give me one second. I'm not good at working on the go. All right. Let's, Let's try this for a sec. All right. So... There we go. Now, we're going to randomize it 10 times just to make sure it's fair. Everybody's in there that follows us on threads. 10 randomizers. It's two. That's five. Six. Seven. The suspense is killing me. Eight. <laughs> Last one. Ready for the drum roll. Winner is Cloading. Uh, or Cloding. I'm not quite sure how to say that. But if you're watching us live, uh, hit us up on socials. Whether it's, I mean, hit us up on threads. You clearly follow yeah. us over there. Uh, and we'll get your address and we'll send it out. Because uh, you have won yourself a standard squeeze. Either combo pack or four in one of your choice. So congratulations to Cloading. Cloading. Uh, all right, let's get back to normal. Yeah, so the Knights 34 beat your Tigers 13. Um, Pongo, I suppose, was the big one. 137, 129, updated an extra 10. Um, were you involved in Kalen Ponga this week? I was very involved in Kalen Ponga. Um, <laughs> if, if by involved you mean did I vice captain him on Thursday night or Friday night, sorry, I absolutely did, uh, along with 77% of the top 5% of teams. So everybody knew what was up this week. It was the play. It was You just needed to. You didn't need to go against. I don't think it was smart. You, you're kind of trying to outthink the room, I think, uh, going against Ponga this week. And he got 137 like, He's going to be 835k next week, Maddie. Minus it, it 26 was, break even. It was just one of those matchups where it was like you could even straight see him. It just wasn't the week to do that either. It was like a free loop for everyone. So it did yeah, cost it me no 50 sense. points, but how good? Yeah, I didn't think I had 18 players until my friend Valence Tavare got named. Um, 
Yeah, that hurt. That cost me about 35 because I would have had an AE of Christian Welch. (laughs) How good is that guy? Next question. Uh, So Ponga, obviously quality, mostly vice-captained. So obviously only 23% of the top 5% of teams. And top 5% of teams ends up being like 15,000 or something like that uh, or 20,000 teams. So you're not really getting an advantage from that. I mean, you kind of are, but not really. Uh, so you've got to hope that the rest of your squad turns up and mine did to a certain degree, but then a few guys didn't today. So Dom Young, 109, we, we called it, uh, or I called it on Friday and we talked about it a lot on Tuesday that Dom Young on that right edge was going to get a lot of ball and a lot of opportunity against that poor left edge defense for the Tigers. And he certainly did with oh, a 109. Got a, got a little multi up, got him in my draft team. Oh, Dom Young, time. how good. But how'd the other way you go? Yeah, yeah, Greg Margie, 102. He got he went from 78 to 102 in updates. Uh, I I initially looked at it. You messaged me and you're like, did Greg Margie get updated? And I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe by a few points, eight or nine or something. And then I looked again. I'm like, hang on. He was on 78 when I went to bed last night. And I woke up and he's on 102. And I'm like, fuck, how good is that? So Greg Margie, I mean, Dom Young, I don't know whether Dom Young's in the conversation. I mean, he could be. He doesn't What's really his... have the base like because he can go get a 20 or a 30. Yeah, I feel like Greg Marju. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know whether I would call him a must-have. There's so many good options now at center wing. Uh, maybe the better question is, do you? would you consider him a must-have? Because you're not an owner, right? Have you ever considered yeah. bringing him in? No. Um, I sort of got him, got rid of him. I talk about probably not being as high on the night. So some other guys I've reluctantly had to pay up for Caelan Ponga as somebody that started the year really high on KP, had to bite the bullet and get him last week. Really happy I did, but I'm just not sure I can do it with another another guy. Like I had a Sarko thinking I could finish the year with him too. That didn't work out. Um, it's worked out really good that I've traded him now, but I just don't think I can burn another trade. I think if I had 10 trades, it's something I could consider because his connection with KP, the way that they play down that side, he is on... I know he's on the left side, but he is on the right side for scoring points, if you know what I mean. Uh, But I just, I think that you can forego him. And at 78, I was happy. Not 102. Yeah, you wouldn't be. But (coughs) uh, look, owners are happy. Non owners won't be this week. But look, I mean, it's not every week he's going to go out and get 100. He's a good player, though, and I'm very happy to have him. Would I I go and get him at 750, though? He's got a yeah, so he's got a uh, base and evade stat of sixty three average this year. Yeah. So base being just run meters or, or sorry hit ups under and over eight meters and, and tackles basically, <laughs> and then his evade stats are your things like your tackle breaks, your line breaks, um, offloads and, and things like that. So like he, he just does it every week, week in, week out. Those are those are elite numbers. That's like Brian Toto standard numbers um, in when we're talking base stats. So uh, yeah, he's doing a job. So um, you wouldn't be upset. And that that stack of Ponga and Marju, you'd be very happy to have on that left side because Ponga is favoring going down the left probably two or three times more than he does go down the right. So nice little combo they've got going on there. But uh, Jareen Buller, we sold about a month ago, probably over a month ago now. Yep. When his price peaked. Now Appy Coruscant's back in the team and we said it, that Buller, now you'd probably – consider him potentially more of a hold now that he's he's kind of plummeted in price and he got a 79 and rewarded owners if they held, but he still will lose a little bit of cash this week. 
Yeah, I'm happy I got rid of him because I sold him for 700-odd K. Maybe if I still owned him, I would consider him a hold. But, yeah, just really happy to bank that 200K at the moment. Yeah. Especially on a Tigers player. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, Isaiah Papali is 72. (coughs) So I ended up 20 points out of pocket, really. Uh, with with IPAP, was selling IPAP this week. You held on to IPAP and played him, so that worked out perfectly for you. Do you still have plans to hold IPAP, or is he more of a stepping stone now to a Fafita next week? I still don't think he's going to be worth enough to be to warrant that. I think he's just a hold at this point of the year. Probably my fifth best second row forward, which is actually a pretty good spot to be in, the way that I, I feel about it. Like, if he's your fifth guy, you're going all right. Um, I'm going all right in second row forward. Um, I just might have to get rid of a more expensive bloke to get in my boy Fafita. Do you, I mean, he got 50 odd today. Is he now that, do do people start questioning? Is he that must have that everybody's making a big deal about? I hope so because I'm getting him next week. (laughs) Yeah, good. I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, I hope people now start fading him because it it might make him a little bit more potty than what we would have thought. I'd never really considered getting him this week because of, Coming back from Origin and getting that 16 or whatever he did that that last time he come back from Origin. Look, I stuck to my plan and it worked out. Sometimes it works out, but I tell you what, it's a scary watch not owning him. It would be. Um, last one on the Tigers, mate. John Bateman we spoke about maybe two months ago now before we were John coming Bateman. into the Johnny Bateman. Um, 69 he got. He's bottoming Giggy. out now. He's uh oh yeah I missed the I missed the uh little audio grab, uh he's bottoming out he'll be about five hundred and seventy k now which I think is five fifty k is probably as low as he'll he'll go at, at the quality yep. of player that he is super coach wise so do, do people now looking for a fourth or fifth to RF do they do they now look at John Bateman considering the West Tigers are done with all their buyers you'll get a clean run of seven games in a row from him again you're pretty happy if he's your fourth or fifth guy if you're expecting him to be a gun at your third guy. But when do you play these guys in the Tigers? Like the way the Tigers have been playing, every game's a bad matchup for them. That's something that I'm going to struggle with owning IPAP and going in. And you probably watched the Tigers game a, a bit more than me. Like what is a good matchup for the Tigers? What is a good matchup for John Bateman? When am I going to play IPAP when I'm selecting? I'm probably only going to play those guys when I'm in trouble, and that's not worth a trade. If I have John Bateman, he's a hold for me. If I don't have him, I just don't even consider him. Yeah, I think there's better, more upside options than Bateman personally, and you're right, man. Like that, Just targeting any Tigers players is just a recipe for disaster at the moment, unfortunately. So, yeah. and, and it just shows how fucking good Jareen Buller is and how much of a future this kid's going to have at 21 years old to come into the comp in the worst team on the comp. Uh, to, to come out and do that in a – I'd probably say that the score flattered the Tigers a little bit, 34-18 the Knights. I mean, if Callum Ponga could kick straight, it would probably be 44 to, to yeah. 18. And, and you're talking, talking about a, as if it's – We're talking a flogging. Shellacking. Yeah. yeah. And Bula looked the goods. He was rock solid under the high ball. Gee. He's got a big future. So Appy makes a difference to his attack, though. For sure. He gets the ball moving forward. You saw the number of times Zappi took a dart out of dummy half and caught the markers off guard. And then that got a roll on for the Tigers. They got a bit of momentum in their attack. So like, it just makes such a big difference. Um, it's just a shame no one's going with him. And it's been the story yeah. of the season for the Tigers is that Appy's just been this five tiers ahead of any other player on the field. Yeah. Um, so story of the Tigers season. 
but uh, I've heard word that our, our problems are solved and we've gone and so we've gone and bought Aiden Caesar from uh, Leeds in uh, in the Super League. So, mate, we're we're top four next year. We're all sorted. Did you meet up with Brody Croft too? Did I imagine that? I think the talk has been Brody Croft. I don't think we've done anything official with him yet. Yeah. Um, but Mitchell Pierce got a call up and he said no to us. So it's it's all happening. You know, 30, 35, 36 year old Mitchell Pierce. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, so cool. uh, yeah, we're in a we're in a good place, mate. So we'll move on. Broncos forty four, Bulldogs twenty four. What do you think of this it's, one, mate? Because you look at the score line and you think it's a bit of a flogging. How do you feel about it? It wasn't really. I think it was eighteen all at one stage. Um, yeah, look, realistically, we we're missing a lot of our guys, um, and we held up the Bulldogs. It is what it is. Uh, we put on a few points at the at the end. Um, Adam Reynolds. Could be, if not one of the best halfbacks at the moment, probably top three almost. Well, like he was in the you, conversation you, to play for New South Wales two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Like when you look at how Moses and when you look at how, like obviously Sean Johnson went very well, when you look at how Nico went, when you look at how obviously clear he's not playing at the moment, mate, Adam Reynolds was fantastic. He got like, the best had the ball game in the comp. Oh, yep. elite. Elite. He is like, good. I tell you what, Brendan Piakura owners would be pretty happy too. I mean, a lot of people got forced into playing Piakura this week and uh, he got them an 87. So you'd be very, very happy as a Piakura owner. Absolutely. Reynolds 112 this week, Piakura 87. For the Bulldogs, uh, Jacob Preston would make sellers regret selling him. <laughs> We've spoken a little bit about this 81 he finished with. Um. I mean, look, I'm not upset about selling Preston. It was the right time and it was the right move. And, I mean, I took a little bit of a punt going Preston to Hudson Young, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. So, at the end of the day, that's the upside that I'll play with and and we can't make a judgment call on that trade yet because – and most of the trades we're making right over the next – or even probably from two weeks ago through to next week, they're future trades. They're trades you're looking at for a seven-run run home. You're not looking at them to get them for two, three weeks, are you? Yeah, so you've got to make the judgment call on whether it was a good trade at the end of the year. You can't make that call now. Um, Jacob Carraz, though, 72, got shifted to centre. So he's off the wing now and he he was at centre. Is he he now in the conversation? He's 430K. And we remember what Jacob Carraz did at the start of the season. That's 72 in base, essentially. I was starting to look at him as like a downgrade option. Like if you can bank 200K, like if you still have a Sarko and you watch this game, tell me you wouldn't be considering it. They're both as bad as each other now. Teams you know the, wise, not play you know the worst. The worst part is if I get him back in, it'd be the third time this year that I've bought him. So I mean, I not particularly myself? you getting him. Listeners. Hey, listen. yes, yes. Jason Karaz. I think Jacob Karaz could be, I think he could be a really nice option if you don't have the funds to get to a complete primo and you want a guy that's not going to get you 15. You know, yeah. like you've got your upside guys like your AJs and Ronaldo Mulatalo, who really kind of makes my blood boil right now. Uh, these guys will get you 10s, 15s, as the weekend has shown. Uh, Karaz, I don't think he will. He's got the base. He got 220-odd run meters, 70 post-contact meters, 11 tackle breaks uh, on the weekend. Like the guy just gets through work and he clearly gets his hands on the ball a lot more at center and he's been told to run a lot more there. So 
he loses as a winger. You get the the meters kind of coming back out of your own end and all that kind of shit. You get the hard runs, but at center you get the your hands on the ball more. So maybe that's a blessing in disguise for Carras. And he gets those post contact meters too. Like, yep. Yep. Uh, Reed Marnie, sixty four. How good? Not bad. Yeah. I mean, it was a bit of Reed Midney at, at the start. I think he finished on 53 and got upgraded to 64. So definitely not not upset at all about Reed Marnie. And that's kind of why I'm apprehensive about looking to try and force a trade to bring in Grant because I've got Marnie and Crooked <coughs> Hooker. I don't really yeah. feel the need. I can just filter between both. Pretty happy. This is a live reaction for me for him being on 64. So fantastic. <laughs> you can tell yeah. he does the notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Skelton... On debut, got 40. He looked pretty good, looked busy. Uh, Blake Wilson was a very, very popular cheapy option with a negative 39 break-even. I think he had this week and he finished with 22. So probably not the result that owners or buyers, sorry, I should say, would want. But in saying that, I mean, he's going to make you, what, 40, 50K? Yeah. Can't really you only upset. did it if you had the trades. Yeah, that's right. And at the end of the day, you probably did it because he's going to drop out of the team eventually. Um, but now he's probably going to be there a little bit longer. Uh, with Josh Adokar injuring his hamstring, he looks like anywhere between two to five weeks out with a grade two hamstring tear. So um, Skelton and Wilson might both get a run. So you got your pick there of bottom dollar cheapies to, to bring in if you want that ultimate downgrade. I would probably rather Nuff, personally, if, if my numbers were okay. I'd rather yeah, go to Jack the, Howarth or something. But that's the way our teams are structured. Sometimes that's you right. do need a guy that you can play. And, and yeah, uh, either of right. these guys, roll the dice. 100%. Spot on. Um, anything else on this one, mate? No, not really. Just how good uh, is it that the Broncos missing a heap of guys? Just uh, just got the got the dub. They're they're at a point now in the season, right, where a little bit like the Panthers, you can take all of their stars out of their team and their their backups come in and, and do a great job. It's the system now that they've built there. You guys have done a really good job, obviously, in Kevy and Evolution, um, baby. It is the Kevolution, uh, mate. He could let's hope he maybe takes it all the way. Uh, very soon. I'm sure you'd be pretty happy. Because um, then that might shout, uh, shut the doubters up. I know there's a few out that was, there. So That was me just punching the desk. <laughs> yeah, it was just a little uh, twitch, a little fidget. <laughs> you got you a bit excited. So uh, let's move on, mate. Cowboys 19, Manly 8. Bit of a bludger of a game, really. It, to be fair, just felt like Manly were never in this game. There's no way that this should have been an 11-point difference. It just felt like Cowboys were all over them and let them back in it every now and again. Yeah. Um, Val Holmes, 93. Your boy. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of kicking myself. I went Val Holmes. Uh, I didn't go Val Holmes and I got Ronnie Mulatalo, but I, I just wanted to kind of go in a bit of a different direction than, than you. Um, so it was a good talking point for the pod, but probably not a great move for my super coach team. But, you know, it's while we're here. We'll, we'll enjoy it. Well, that's Scotty the difference in our scores this week. So Yeah, yeah it could be. And a, and a couple of other moves, but... Scotty Drinkwater, 86. Now, people paid up. Uh, they paid up a million bucks this week to bring this guy in. And if you paid a million dollars and got 86, is that kind of what you're expecting week in and week out from a guy you paid a million for? I mean, you're paying for upside, and this was, I suppose, a little bit of a – would you call it an arm wrestle? This was a little bit of a shit game yeah, it that, uh, that it never really opened up where Scotty Drinkwater excels. But I tell you what, he still looked dangerous attacking the line on the eye test. I'm still happy. Great player. Quality player. Uh, I, as a non-owner, am happy he only got 86. That's probably yeah. the best way to explain it. 
Um, I was looking and I messaged you. I was looking at his score at about 60, 55 minutes and I'm thinking, fuck, drink, he's only on 34. And imagine owners uh, paying a million bucks to get a, to get a guy that got 40. And then he, he scored within like a minute of me thinking that to myself. And I messaged Maddie and I'm like, fuck, you wouldn't believe what I just thought to myself that just happened. So uh, yeah, good times, good times. So any drinky owners, you owe me personally. <coughs> uh, Jeremiah Nanai, 68. There was risk he wasn't going to back up. Yeah, yeah, you would I think be. you missed the boat on him, though. Um, yeah, don't don't bother be. Now. He's not on your shopping list anymore. He was at 530K. Fuck, I hope he was. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, whatever he is, 630. No. No, from me. No. no, agreed. Uh, Lachlan Croker, 82, was pretty much the only manly player to score over 62. Um, so not really much else talk about there. Hamaliola Kawatu. Oh, no, I love Croker. I, I picked him up. I picked him up in like the ninth round of my drafts, just faded hooker, and then just picked him up at the end. And he's been better than most all year. Yeah. Yeah. Draft this year was fade hooker. Go late, pick up a Blake Braley in the seventh or eighth round, or pick up a Lachlan Croker right at the end. Yeah. Um, so that played out really nicely. Olakawatu, 59. Uh, Ruben Garrick, 50. A bit quiet, you'd probably say, on, on their terms. But look, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't be super upset with a 60 and a 50 from each. Like, it's probably base in terms of what you'd expect from them at that price. So um, I people are going to panic about, about Garrick now. I hope so. I don't care about Garrick because like 90-something percent of the top 5% own him. Like yeah. it's just you watch everybody's scores go up. You're never in a head-to-head matchup wanting Garrick because you're looking for a win. Everybody's got him. Everybody's going to hold him. I'm going to hold him for the rest of the year. I did actually consider it as a bit of a pod, like just in case Manly completely go to shit, but I quelled that thought pretty quickly. Yep, fair enough. Um, mate, before we move on to Storm Roosters, let's we'll scour the chat and see what the scores are looking like. Paul got 14.33, which looks like a massive, a massive score this week. I'm seeing a lot of 1300s. Raymond Crane with a 13.19. Mark with a 12.50. Disappointed with a 12.50. I know he's got a high standard, Mark, but... I'd take 12.50 this week with what I dished out. Uh, Selman, 13.03. Gustavo, 13.65. Jason Clark, 13.41. Uh, Justin P with a 15.02. Copping a Sonny Luke AE as well, what that could have been. Um, There are some some big scores. You might get some standard squeeze this week with that one, buddy. Very, very close. Uh, Raymond's also now thinking about trading Ronnie Mulatalo to Tino. Uh, pretty much ASAP. What are your thoughts on that? I think if you've got Ronnie Mulatalo and you're going to cop where you're at, you need to stop, take a deep breath, wait until Tuesday. He's going to be named on Tuesday. And then what you're going to do is you're going to look at the draw and when he plays a bottom eight team, you're going to go put... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. $20 on him to score two tries 
every time he plays a bottom eight team, and then you're going to – you should have enough, enough depth by now. It's going to be around 21 next week, and you're not going to play him against top eight teams. Essentially good teams, you're not going to play him because he and the Sharks are flat-track bullies, and that's yep. the end of conversation. Thank you for your TED Talk. I, yep. It's it's logical. I'm going to rotate. My plan is to rotate Alex Johnston and Ronnie Mulatalo and, and play them on matchups. Same player, same upside, same floor. You know, you, you know what you're going to get from these guys. Uh, you're going to get 80 or you're going to get 15. So that's just the reality of picking guys like that. So, uh, all right. Other ones, Munsters in idle, Robbie Stars mentioned. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's coasting. I mean, when you've got 11 stitches in your knee and you play through the next week, which was a bit bizarre, I found out that he had the stitches in his knee just in the pre, uh, the pre-TV telecast. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, do I trade him out now? I don't. I didn't. Uh, I very nearly reversed that trade. I kind of wish I did now, but anyway, that's super coach. Um, Jamie wishes Sonny Luke would hurry up and pull a hamstring. I, I'm never going to wish an injury upon a player, but I think Sonny Luke probably just needs to go and play some New South Wales Cup. Maybe might be the best uh, best approach. I think for or you can sell him. Uh, I know people don't want to burn a trade at hooker, but you can actually sell Sonny Luke if you wish. Because um, Brendan Hands is putting his hand up, uh, pun not intended, uh, because he got 70-odd, I think it was, today. So he could be your answer. At, you have to pay up a little bit, though, to get him, which is unfortunate. Uh, Nico Hines, yeah. I was So Nico Hines' sight killed me this week. SJ's in my team to the end. Yep, I agree with those, both of those things, Robbie. Um, Hugh is mentioning... Azarko, Hughes, and AJ to Wilson, Cleary, and Ponga were the moves he made this week. Loop Ponga with Cleary and then Brimson ruled out, killed my week with 11.91, 16 played. Yeah, Matty had the same thing. He had 16 played and pulled out the 1,240 or whatever it was that he got. So, mate, with 16 players, you still beat me. So, uh, I would say you're probably just under par maybe, but you shouldn't see too much of a slide, I don't think. And if you're head-to-head, it's not panic stations just yet. So... And you're in a good spot, man. You've got 10 trades. So that's a good spot to be in. Uh, James Gowing, 1287. I'd say you're above par. You'll probably see some green, mate. So pretty solid week. Damo took the I punt reckon, on. I reckon 1250 is above par. When I'm when I'm having a look at the leagues that I'm in, um, I think everybody's posting there. And again, people post their scores when you do really well. Um, that's human nature. But I think 1250 could be above average. I think 1200 might be par this week. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Damo took a punt on Karaz a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. It's a pretty good move. I mean, not up until today, it isn't. But we uh, lost some cash. But yeah, he'll make that back up by the end of the year. So it's not a, hold, not a big yeah. deal if you hold him. Yep. Uh, Twelve ninety six for Ed. Above par. I would have. I would have thought. Uh, and Robbie's mentioned who would have thought that the Manly Sea Eagles and the Roosters are bottom eight teams uh, at the start of the year. They've both gone to water. I mean, look when. When you look at Manly, they've lost Turbo. And yes, he wasn't the Turbo that we know, but he's still Turbo. Um, and the Roosters have just been mid. Uh, I think ever since they dropped Sam Walker, which still made no sense to me, they <coughs> I don't think Manu at 5'8 was the answer and it kind of put him in a bit of a hole. So. They, were, they were going ordinary, which is why they dropped Sam Walker, but it's evident that Sam Walker wasn't the issue. That's right. Spot on. Mate, four more, four more games to tackle. Storm 30, Roosters 16. I must admit, I fell asleep at about 50 minutes through this one. It, it was, fuck, it was a slow game to get started. 
And then I watched the highlights this morning of the the second half and it started to kind of heat up a little bit. Munster got a bit more involved in the second half, luckily, because I think he was on like 13 at halftime. And I, I was genuinely panicking, thinking I was going to be all over the shop. But from an, from an NRL standpoint, that's what the Storm do. They grind you down. Yep. And they were going to grind the Roosters down. The Roosters couldn't stick with them. So um, they, they blew him out of the park at the end of the game. Daniel Tupo, 122. Um, he's 500K now. So he's a little bit steep, but I mean, when we called him a pod at 410 or 405 or whatever it was about a month ago, you wouldn't be really upset now by by still having him as a potential fourth or fifth CTW. Carraz is probably just a better downgrade now. So. Now he is, absolutely. Um, Joey Manu, 79 at fullback, got his hands on the ball a ton, but just didn't couldn't break free, couldn't you know find Happens any 80. attacking stats. Yeah, Perfect. never going to complain. Uh, Joseph Suwali, 48. Uh, we were hoping that he was going to stay on the wing, but he's been moved back to centre. That could be a w- only a week, a one-week thing with Teddy coming back in, Manu shifting back to centre. That'll then shift Suwali back to the wing. So I'm assuming it's only a one-week play, but is there still any interest in him? No. I'm going to probably summarise this by saying that I don't think that I, I'm not interested in any Roosters players aside from Joey Manu. That's kind of it. They're just yeah. not playing good enough football. Um, Agree. And that doubles down on the fact that you shouldn't be really looking at Tigers players or many Bulldogs or anything like that either. It's You, you want good teams or you want good players from good teams for the run home. Yep. Um, speaking of good players on good teams, Harry Grant, 95, uh, just accumulates points incredibly well for a hooker. Like, yeah, he gets his work done, but he just he's so involved in their attack. I mean, Jerome Hughes kind of takes a back seat to Harry Grant and Munster for Melbourne Storm. Like so much of the, the the play is drawn through both of them. So I know I said I don't like spending trades at hooker, but like he's the premium number one hooker this year. You've If you want the best hooker in the game, you've got to get Harry Grant. Mate, and he bottomed out juicy a few weeks ago. I've If you really want your points out of hooker, then you get Harry Grant. 100% agree with you. Uh, Jerome Hughes, 77. Meany, 72. <coughs> Meany was looking pretty quiet as well up until the back end of the game. So uh, as an pretty owner, you would have probably been, yeah, feeling pretty happy about the way that ended. I mean, he was sitting on like 49 or something, um, maybe through 60 minutes. And right now, I'm pretty happy with that from Meany. Um, I'd love to see a few more 70s come out because I've kept him for the run home. Um, I think maybe if they keep playing, if Pappy or someone comes back, then he might be better on the wing anyway. Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. Cam Munster, 65, we mentioned. And this last one, Billy Smith, 70. He's back. Yeah, we we watched him get an 80 and a 75 or something, and we thought, this guy's going to be good. We'll get him in. And then he went 30, 20, 30, 40, 30, and then we traded him. And uh, as soon as we traded him, he's gone back to getting 70s. Thanks, Billy Smith. Hates super coaches. Hates them. Yeah. Um. But for anybody who who held and who had other problems when everyone was moving Billy Smith out and they wanted to keep him as a number potentially for around 1920, good on you because you'll get those points at, this week. At 360, I was thinking when I was moving to a bloke that was 200K that this isn't worth it. Probably wasn't worth it. Hey, Nico Hindsight. Nico Hindsight. That's it. Speaking of Nico Hindsight, Warrior Sharks wasn't the Nico show this time around. It was all oh. about the Warriors in this one. It was all uh, about SJ. It was all about SJ. 131 he finished on. I I look at these scores from these Warriors players and we got SJ 131, Fanil Blake 97, 
Wateni Zelezniak, 95, Chansnickel Klockstad, 90. And I'm I'm sitting here banging my head against a brick wall going, I was looking at <laughs> so many of these guys at so many points throughout the year and didn't take the plunge on any of them. And I'm sitting here with my Torhu Harris, 38 in 36 minutes. So uh, it's just one of those weeks where I should have just taken the plunge on CNK, but I didn't. And uh, one, of the, one for the Black Book for next year. We remember last year when we uh, – last week where we were talking about how Tohu was a bit injured. They just got so far in front that they didn't need to play him. At the end of this game, SJ, this score could have been absolutely anything. He could have got 180 if they left it. He got 131 in 60 minutes. That's wild. Crazy. Is it? He's been so good this year. I can't understate how good he has been. Um, so if you're an owner, well done. You can hold him for the run home. And there's a comment here, actually, I think, uh, from Jason Clark, who sold Mulatalo for Munster last week, thinking of fading Cleary for the run home and getting in SJ based on the Warriors' run home. Hines is my other half. What are your thoughts on this one? I really like it. I'm not going to properly comment until you see Cleary play a game or you see Cleary play two games. But realistically, SJ has a great run home. You are correct. And we haven't seen Cleary play yet. You wouldn't jump on him in one week. You would just sit there and wait and watch Cleary play for two weeks because SJ might outscore him then anyway. And then if it really looks like you have to get Cleary because he's punching out 180s, then you already have the money to do it. What people, a great were ready, to be in. people were ready to do whatever they had to do to get Cleary this week if he was named. We were lucky we kind of got an, a bit of early mail on, on whether Cleary and the Origin players for Panthers were going to back up. So we were pretty comfortable fading knowing that he wasn't going to play. People don't believe me on Twitter when I come out and say. and they're like, It's because you say it's so blasé, mate. You come out and you go, yep, just let you know, Cleary's not playing, thanks. Like, no source, no nothing. Like, and then people are kind of asking you, um, hey, where did you find this? And you don't reply to them. No wonder your, people are thinking you're none, st- your, yeah. none your business. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Just keep it all to yourself. Um yeah, so Warriors' assets are going to be very valuable for the run home and, and for head-to-head finals too. We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago that you might want to target some Warriors' guns, I guess you could say, for the run home. Um, Jackson Ford, 50, he was okay as well. But yeah, Torhu Harris, 38 in 36 minutes. So from what I saw of this game or from what I watched, they're just managing him at the moment. I didn't see an injury or anything. So no, no, correct me if I I'm just, wrong. He was a bit banged up. They were fucking pumping him. Have a rest, old man. For sure. And they're going to need him. So uh, they didn't need him in this game, did they? They're going to be playing finals footy. They're going to need him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good time to rest blokes now, intermittently, I think, as uh, Ivan Cleary has shown us. So, How good uh, was a garbage try from this man you're about to talk about? Yeah, so good. I was... Absolute trash. Genuine. And not a Nico try assist. As a Nico owner... I wanted Nico to score bad because the people that didn't captain Ponga captain this man. Yeah, Nico was still captained by 12% of teams in the top 5%. So that's a big win for any Ponga VC loopers or straight captainers. You've, yep. you've got a big leg up on any Nico captainer. Um, so I said it didn't really mean much, but it kind of does in the grand scheme of things. You, you've got yourself a bit of a 100-point head start as a minimum. Yep. Um. <clears throat> No one really else to, to mention except my boy Mulatalo. I wanted to rage trade him for his 12. I won't. I'll hold him. I got him for the matchups. I got him for the run home. Hey, I'm not going to trade him now. 
people were bringing in Teague Wilton last week too. Like, mm. And he like was people, off injured pretty early on today, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. So absolutely terrible for those like this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I I didn't bring in Mulatalo as a four-week play. I brought him in as a 12-week play. So. so so we weren't those guys. But how about those people that had, like, four and five Sharks players because they were playing the other weekend? There was no origin through the bye period. It's tough, yeah. isn't it? Because you got Sifatalakaya, who didn't perform, Mulatalo, who shit the bed, uh, Jesse Ramian and Sione Katawa as well, who didn't really do too well, like, if you're investing heavily into one team, you're gonna this is gonna happen. Exactly what happened to the Warriors last week. Yep. When SJ got twenty and Fanor Blake got thirty nine, and you know they, these guys don't get ball, they don't get attacking stats, they get flogged, they don't score well, and then you cop a really bad week in total because you've invested so heavily in one team. So I've always been quite wary of doing that. I've got three sharks. One of them's Nico, and the other one's Nikara. So I'm not. Yep overly worried about those two guys. They'll rack up their points and then one outside back for the games they do well. That's that's yep. pretty much where I'm at. <clears throat> glad, to, right. glad to see you've calmed down. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, it's frustrating, but it's okay. I'll uh, I'll push on. Hopefully I'll get to brag about him <laughs> in, a, in a few weeks' time. Um, Dolphins-Panthers, mate. The second yep. game of today. So, Tom Jenkins, as super, 101. As a super coacher, I have absolutely nobody from either team. So I just got to enjoy the game. I have Valence Tavare, and his 23 ruined my loop of Christian Welch, who got 54. So I ended up being 31 points down, which would have got me into the 1200s this week. So thank you. Thank you, Valence. Uh, to be fair. Not he, a winger. No. I mean, he needs some, he just needs more time. Yep. He just needs more time. It's a simple He might as that. not play next year. <laughs> yeah. When they bring I, I Herbie he and Avarillo. So you bring in Herbie and Avarillo, where does he play? Yeah. Te- what, does Tessie New hold his spot? I reckon he's on the verge of being dropped. I mean, he has been dropped, hasn't he? He's not injured. Maybe, but... I'm, I could have sworn he got... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat. I don't, I don't know whether I missed something. But I, my understanding was that he got dropped this week. So. Yeah, I just thought... But Tavare hasn't done anything good since his first week. Really? No, I agree with that. I mean, his base is okay when he gets the runs in, but like he just looks a little bit lost. And also his defense is a massive liability. So I just have a feeling his time's limited on this team. Not that Tessie knew is that good. Let, let's get no, it no, straight. that's right. No, 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 correct. But he's just young. Uh, they'll just give him some time in Reggie's. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, Jenkins 101, he performed well. Isaac Tungo, I was kicking myself when he scored those two tries, man, because the, the trade that I was going to make <coughs> if Fafida was ruled out, was go, not I would have just left IPAP there and I would have played IPAP. I would have brought Munster in still, so that's fine. But then I also would have gone uh, Jared Croker to Isaac Tungo. So spewing yeah. I didn't make that move because that would have been that. nice. 98 yeah. he finished on. Really nice matchup this week, which is why I liked it this week. And a lot of others did too. He was, a I wouldn't say a popular buy, but a very good pot option this week. Uh, and for the run home. Dylan Edwards, 67. And our boy, Sonny Luke, Continuing to ruin every VC loop since 2023 with his 11. I kind of feel for the guy because he's copping so much slack on social media for the limited and minutes it is he's getting. Just super coach related. It's not even his fault. Like he just doesn't get the minutes. It's as and simple he wasn't as that. okay when he got the minutes. Like he was fully serviceable. 
Remember in game one, everybody thought he was going to be the next Messiah when he got 57 in 22 minutes or something? Like, yeah, but what happens when he gets 11 in 22 minutes? Everyone's going to get filthy at him. So, I'm, um, I've never owned Sonny Luke. Sorry, I owned him in draft. Yeah, me too. I think I've still got him in one draft. Just can't, oh, can't really get rid of him. That. Yeah, but yeah. there's nobody. Um, it's a 20-man league and it's there's nothing in waivers at all. It's oh, awful. Okay. Yeah, I just picked um, up Billy Walters, which has panned out pretty pretty good for the last four games. So Yeah, it has actually. That's a good call. Um Nicarima, ninety-two. Like I was thinking against the Panthers, Nicarima definitely gonna get locked down and he probably would have struggled a little bit. So he scored really well, ninety two. But you start taking six guys out and it's yeah. not exactly the same thing, but I tell you what, Troy'd be happy. Troy would be happy. <laughs> very happy. Yeah, that was a great move from him. Uh, Lemmy Wellu for 73 as well with a little chip and chase for himself to score. Uh, very happy for I love for Lemuelu. Good player. Is, is he uh, Tessie New's long-lost brother? <laughs> Fuck. I've accidentally mixed him up about seven times. So. <laughs> I know that's why I said it. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Azarko now? That's the big talking point for the, for the so, Dolphins because uh, he's the most popular option there. So I got rid of him this week and obviously very happy. I think he got late 30s. There you go, 38. I think it's time to go. I think, I I think say, we've got to get rid of him. What if Brenko Lee comes back in? What if Brenko Lee comes back in at right centre next week? Then they still I'd go to him. Hammers' side now that Hammers in the centres. I think the difference is that Azarko's just not getting any ball. He has to go searching for it. So... Yeah. My concern is that if Aitken or Valence Tavare or any of these glue hand centers stay inside him, he's he's going to struggle. 38 is probably his worst score for the season or pretty close to it. Yeah. And it's a given. It's against the Panthers. So it was expected anyway. You probably should have sat him if you could. Um, but, yeah, I, I think if Aitken stays there, I'm bail, I'd be bailing on Osako very quickly. Yeah. Look, I just don't have the confidence in the Dolphins anymore either. Like – they come back pretty well today, but they just can't put anyone away. Like I know that they put the Titans away, but how good have they been realistically without their uh, without their stars either? Like it's a good call. It's a good call. Like, yeah, I mean, the I Dolphins just... have only won one game in the last six weeks, I think. So yeah. I have stations. no faith in Asako. Like our, Asako our pre- is being Asako. Our preseason take of the Dolphins being shit house has just only taken 18, 19, 20 weeks to come to fruition. So I mean they haven't won a game for six weeks, so give us that. Fourteen weeks, fifteen weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair. Mate, last one, Eels Titans. Um I we we actually missed kind of half the game. I didn't get a chance to watch it because we we're on a call together uh with a few other guys. But um looking at the <coughs> scores, Tanner Boyd just keeps turning up and keeps notching up points. Like I sold him at 400k, and the guy could honestly just be a keeper, second hooker for the year now. Yeah. Realistically, um, he was so mid at the start of the year. He's coming a bit better. It is. Only, it is. He's dropped a lot of cash recently, though, so he's come back down to earth. Um, yeah. Obviously, it was a 25-24 win, so I'm assuming there's a, a field goal there at some point. I'm, Wish I watched the end. We're gonna to have to watch the end of this oh, game. I was watching. Oh, sorry, I was watching it during the chat. I thought you were doing the same. No, yeah, no, so I wasn't. Moses slotted Moses slotted a field goal, and Tanner Boyd missed an apps. Oh, not a howler. It was about thirty-three meters out, and uh, and missed it. They're pretty good. I thought the Titans. Um, I think if they had Brimo, maybe they might have. Jaden Campbell wasn't sensational. Um, Fafita and Tino. 
sort of were getting maybe a little bit managed. They just didn't seem as involved as they normally would be. Um, but the Eels, like, I tell you what, it is. Yeah, there you go, Robbie. It was a sitter. I thought it was a sitter. I was just trying to give the boy a bit of credit. Um, but, like, are you – I suppose Gutho scored that try at the end to bow you out of trouble. Um, mm. Are you worried about Gutho and Moses? Yes. Um, the thing with Gutho, I mean, I knew this would eventually happen. The good thing I'm really happy about this week is that he won't lose any cash because his break even's 49. So I think I feel like I got bailed out by that late try. Um, yeah. My plan for Gutho is one more week. So I'll hold him for round 21. And then I want to go Gutho to Latrell as my final kind of keeper upgrade run home trade. And then that'll be it. Um, I want I just want Latrell in my team. I know what he did to people last year by not having him. And people were too stubborn to bring him back in, thinking that he was either going to go to shit or get injured or the Kalen Ponga effect from this year. And I want Latrell Mitchell in my team. I don't care. I just I don't know whether I can do it next week with needing guys like Cleary and, and wanting a center wing upgrade. Maybe I will. I don't know. But Gutho goes in a week or two for me. And Moses probably goes to Cleary as well. I know I said that I was potentially going to just hold Moses for the run home and not go to Cleary, but there's something telling me I just got this feeling now that Cleary is just going to go on a bit of a run to finish the year. This is a nice little reminder about how low Moses' floor can be. Like, they scored 25 points and he scored 40. Looked like he was going to score 25 there for a while. Like... Yeah. Yeah, he got very lucky. Um, And, you know, Cleary's floor is going to be a 60, 50-60. He doesn't score low too often. We saw even the game that he got injured, he was on 32 points after frigging 13 minutes or something. Yeah. Like, Cleary just does it on his dick. Moses, great player. He's no Cleary. Uh, if I had SJ... I would actually contemplate keeping SJ and not doing SJ to Cleary. But because I've got Moses, I'm doing Moses to Cleary. It's a pretty much a no-brainer now. Happy to spend the 50K or whatever it is I need to to, to do that upgrade next week. Yep. Love it. Um, what else from this one, mate? Uh, Cam Pereira, another 66 with a double. Oh, Tino and Fafita, the two very, very popular Titans buyers this week. I know a couple of guys. Uh, Phil, a friend of the show, got both of them in this week and uh, apologized to the Discord because he said that he broke them both. Uh, I don't know whether he did, but Tino 59 <coughs> for Fita 52. That'll be good for the run. That'll be great for the run home. 100%. Now, if you can only pick one, who are you picking? Because that's been a bit of a point of contention. Fafita. What's your reasoning? Attacking upside. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a bigger base, I suppose, in Tino. And I love Tino. Like, being a Queenslander, I love both these guys. But I just, I am more scared every week of not owning David Fafita. Yeah, it's a scary watch, isn't it? I'm not scared not owning Tino. doesn't bother me one bit. But imagine not owning Fafita. Imagine not owning Fafita when he scores the first try in the fourth minute from breaking four tackles, a line break, and barges over, uh, and he's on 45 points after four minutes. And you've got to watch the rest of that Titans game without having him in your team. You don't. I'd hide behind the lounge or something. Yeah, I'd just go and pop some, pop the wiggles on for the kid or something. That'd uh, yep. be better viewing, I reckon. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. That's why I brought Fafita this week. Not just for this matchup, but just for the run home in general, which is a good play. And mate, uh, that's for... an excellent segue. Speaking of hot potato, uh, would you get rid of Hopgood? <laughs> uh, we've had this conversation. I don't actually hate it at all. Now, 
the only thing that's maybe stopping me from making this move, one is trades. So if you're really low on trades, you just you just got to hold him. It's a safe 60. No, I think it's a better play if you're low on trades because if you need to get one of these guys in like Fafita, like or I'm calling Dan Fafita must have for the run home. Yeah. If you need to get that, who else are you going to go up that you have the cash to? Like not everybody has a 600K war chest to go Schuster to him. People should have been planning, to be fair which is what everybody has done that's watched the show. They've had this war chest and they've had this cash ready to get for feeder back in. I think everybody prioritized that for the last fortnight. So, but um, yeah, if you don't, if you're new, new to the show or a new listener, new watcher, and you didn't do that um, lesson for next year, keep that cash. But no, I look, that's why I said, I don't hate it. I feel like he's at a price point now where you cop the least damage to your squad in terms of tearing the whole thing apart to try and get one player back in. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think we'll touch that on that in our trades. And it's actually not giving away too much of my trades, but it'll give you a little bit more logic behind it. So um, is there anyone else we need to talk about with this one or do we just head into our trades? Maybe just quickly, Brendan Hands as a a bit of a hooker, second hooker option. He got 71. And I think now we're starting to see here that Brendan Hands has been given the keys to the Parramatta, basically, with Hodgson being officially ruled out for the season now. Hopgood was playing some backup hooker minutes which looks like has happened again. Um, so Hopgood played 63 minutes, I think it was, uh, yep. which is probably maybe six or seven more than they'd probably want him to play at this time yep. of the year, especially after having an extended stint with the Origin squad and all that kind of stuff. His workload would have been up in camp there too. I don't know. I, I feel like Hans is a really good option as a second hooker if you're stuck. Now, the problem is that people that have Sonny Luke, it's a 200K jump now to Brendan Hans. So you don't want to spend that kind of cash when you could spend it elsewhere. Oh, only 150k, isn't it? He'd be three. He might be 350k at the end of the at the end of the week. So yeah, okay. What's his price? Yeah, so now? it's not three, too bad. Three thirty-four. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Three fifty. Yeah, fair call. Yeah. Okay, so that's not that bad. It's not that it's bad. Still... It's actually a better play. Like all I'm trying to reiterate is it's probably better than you selling it. So 150k is still 150k. If it's the difference yeah. between you getting Fafida or going from Sonny Luke to Brendan Hands. If it's the difference Hands. between Hopgood and Fafida or Sonny Luke and Brendan Hands, do you just not loop for the rest of the year? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, <clears throat> yeah, all right. Let's So let's move into trades, mate. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. We touched on Gutho, Moses, and those guys. What are you so, thinking for this this week? So I've got 287 in the bank. Haven't had a lot of time to think about it because basically we come live straight after the Eels game. But maybe Hopgood and Moses to Fafita and Cleary using that 287K. Um, I want to get Cleary in. I know logic tells me to wait a little bit on Cleary, but now with this 40-odd in Moses rolling average, I just wonder if it's time. I'll have a look at who they play next week. Hopgood didn't really set the world on fire in his 60 minutes, and he played the Titans. Like, if... I sort of said, like, if he starts punching out these 50s or 60s, I'm going to make the internal call, even though usually people are a hold at that, um, that it's time to go because then it becomes an antipod situation with Hopgood because of how well he is owned. I don't think Hopgood's sort of – people have worked him out a little bit. He's not going to keep getting those 120s that he was at the start of the year. Um, Maddo's in there. There's a lot more 
like uh, Sean Lane's back. He's good. Uh, Bryce Cartwright uh, will keep playing footy all year, which is not something we sort of thought at the start of the year. Um, it's I've, I know I've said it before, but I think I am going to get rid of Hopgood. I'm going to Andy pot him and um, yeah. And death road for feeder. And we talk a lot about pods, right? But antipods are a, a relevant conversation too because you've got to go against some of the popular options. You can't have them all. And yep. Hopgood is primed now to go and average 61 for the rest of the season, right? This could genuinely happen. He just gets through his base, gets no attacking stats and finishes averaging 61 for the run home. And you yep. you can find a way to get Fafida in your team that doesn't rip your team apart and Fafida averages 100 for the run home. You you end up 280 points ahead. Yeah. So And in the... In the back of my head, maybe I was thinking that I could antipod um, Cleary and hold on to Moses, and this game probably just reassured me that that's not the play. Yeah, it was a, a subtle reminder, wasn't it, that maybe Moses isn't isn't the guy uh, that you want for the run home. But in in saying that, he did I mean, just play a, Origin. Yeah, that's right. I mean, good and player. Just no, win. Take nothing against him. Uh, he's he's a good player and a good super coach player, but just not the consistent kind of premium level caliber that Cleary and Hines are. Um, so I'll probably backtrack on my earlier statement in saying that I thought that maybe Cleary's a fade. I don't know whether I could, unless I had SJ. Confirmed Moses 150 next week. Maddie's Lock him, him in. out. Lock him in. Lock him in. And he's also guaranteed. He's also guaranteed to play all three origins next year, knowing how your trades go. So yeah. uh did I tell you Miles Martin's playing Origin next year? <laughs> hey, you played Origin on Thursday night, so you just never know. Um, uh, I've got se- I've got seven trades left and about 150k in the bank, roughly. So I want to use two of those trades this week to get two more guns in, and then I'll basically make one more move and it'll leave me with four trades left for the final five weeks. Um, I want to do Croker to a center wing keeper. I just don't know how much cash I'm actually going to have or who I'm going to be able to reach. There's a couple of the guys. I mean, no, 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 none of the sharks, none of the sharks. There's a, there's a couple of guys. I'm thinking maybe I even hold Croker and just get Valen Stavari out of my team. He's, he's going to be, he's 400 K. Maybe I just try and find a guy that's 500 early 500 or even just go to Jacob Caraz or something like that. And he's my fifth playable center wing option. That'll get me 50 in base every week. Uh, maybe that's the play there. And then I go Moses to Cleary. Um, and then I'll still have, I'll probably sh- will actually have maybe 200K in the bank after that. And then I can go Gutho to Gutho to Latrell the week after that. And then basically sit back and wait for Havoc to uh, reap upon me, which is going to happen. There's going to be tra- uh, There's going to be injuries. There's going to be restings. There's going to be unexpected things that happen over the next seven weeks. So you just need to be ready for those and, and pivot when you can. But those are my last three moves that I'm planning, pending no injuries. So fingers crossed I can kind of survive over the next five weeks. I know some teams out there that have got two trades, one trade left uh, for the run home and their team's stacked, but we know that's, this is going to be carnage. And that's when we start to make a little bit of a move, isn't it? So, Yeah, those final three rounds, mate. So, uh, mate, that'll do us. I think we've got a couple of quick questions here before we wrap things up. Luke Roden is asking us, would we downgrade Gutho to Reese Walsh for next week? Because yep. he's back next week, right? Yep. Don't mind that. Yeah, I don't mind that move at all. Uh, getting Walsh back in burnt me after he did nothing, got suspended. and uh, But no, he's yeah, a good player. It's hard when he's suspended. You'd like to think that maybe he's going to settle down. He was just riding the biggest high in the world. He just thought he was top shit. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sam Greenberry is asking, do you reckon Sonny Luke out is worth a trade just to not screw potential future AE? And I mean, look, if you've got the trades up your sleeve, for sure. Absolutely. I just, I'm just wary about using too many trades in, in positions like hooker. But the VC loophole is very valuable to have. If you didn't have a VC loophole available to you and you had Sonny Luke on your bench and you, you cop a 110 or something like that and you know that you're going to have to fall on the 12 from Sonny Luke versus a 40 from somebody else, what's that worth to you in trades? It, this week, the loop was made so easy by the fact that I had Christian Welch and Max, Max King that I wasn't playing. And like I knew that they would punch out 40. Like Didn't guess that they would punch out 40. These guys just punch out 40s and 50s for fun. Like, yep. yeah, you know you're not going to get properly burnt. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I reckon it could be worth a trade, but you've just got to make if, sure it's a trade to somebody who is a reliable second hooker because if Harry if Green goes nine, down, Cook goes down. If you have nine trades. Nine is the number, if, is it? Like if you have week? five, if you have five, it's not worth it. If you have nine. Okay. Nine is. is the number. You heard it, Sam. So if you've got nine trades or more, mate, go go nuts. Uh, Mark agrees with us. Cleary's the one fresh as a daisy for the run home. I agree. Um, I mean, he's come back good... from a hammy injury. He's not that fresh. But but the good thing is the further he gets away from that injury, the less risk there is of reoccurrence, which I'm liking, Mate. which is why I'm happy to jump next week, but not this week. They've looked at the draws, realized they're playing the fucking Dolphins and sat in this week. He's yeah, gonna that's be, it. He's gonna be exactly right. like when they play the Tigers every single year. They, draw, they sit everybody and we end up beating them. Got yeah. a little, little little mocker on the Panthers, the old Tigers. Uh, Robbie Starr's trading out Hopgood in round 26, which makes sense considering the Eels yep. buy. So good play. Uh, also probably worth mentioning with that round 27 buy, it might be worth starting to cull some Eels now so that it doesn't become a big mission later if you're I, someone that takes I'm overall considering seriously. considering getting rid of all my Eels this week. Yep. Fair call. They just lost uh, the Mark- Titans. If that's not Noman, I don't know what is. Yeah, it's probably a good point, actually. Um, Marcus said, rule number one, buy for feeder. And uh, round one next year and hold on. I wish I did. Teach me. I did, Teach and me. then I traded him for the for the, for the the buys. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Robbie, last question from Robbie. Is Ponga a must, thinking Gutho to Ponga? No. I think you've uh, – yeah, sorry. Yes, you've missed the boat. You reckon? Yeah. 830K. It's You make 60 grand from going from Gutho to Ponga. Yeah, but do you really? Because you're trading him out anyway. I think I wait. I think I wait for Latrell and do what you're going to do now. You made the decision last week not to get Ponga. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't mind it. I don't hate it. If you're fading Latrell, that's the other play. Um, or the Reese Walsh play. Those are probably the only two directions I'd go with with trading Gutho. I'd either keep him or I'd go to Ponga or I'd go to Reese Walsh. Yep. That's probably the, the only way I'd play that one. But, mate, let's wrap it, this bad boy up, I reckon. Yeah. Um, any any final thoughts? Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. He just said that he's going to bank 50K by doing that. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. if that 50K gets you to Fafita or it, it creates a massive move for you that you couldn't reach without that 50K, yes, do it. And Otherwise, How many trades do you have left? Like, Do you even have the capacity to spend that extra 50K? Yeah. Yeah. Some good points. Uh, mate, that'll do us for, for everybody who's watched and, and listened and commented and jumped in the chat. We appreciate you all jumping in. Thanks for the chat. Uh, if you haven't, please hit subscribe, hit like, follow us. If you're listening to us on all the it's audio platforms, it. it's not <laughs> worth it, Robbie. It's not worth it. 
Don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> when when Ponga gets injured, you won't be able to. When he gets a head knock, you won't be able to trade him out, bro. Hey, he might not. You just don't. You just bought Ponga. What are you talking about? Don't put that on Ponga. him. Ponga. <laughs> don't I wish that on him. Get him. I said, if you don't get him last week, you'll never get him. Yeah, I reckon you can go this week, Robbie. Do it. I like the angel and devil on his shoulder. I reckon. We'll see. What, we'll see how we feel on on Tuesday. Um, yeah, that's all right. Hey, that'll do us. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. We will see you on Tuesday for Tin List Tuesday. Have a good one. Cheerio.